Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's 930 in 716. Good morning, WBEN News Time 502. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazarowski. Outside right now, we're looking at a few clouds. It's going to be a warm warm week possibly hitting 90 for the first time in a while we'll be checking in with Aaron later this hour here's what's happening a potentially historic deal in washington in response to mass shootings an agreement on tougher gun laws announced by a bipartisan group of senators on Sunday. Trish Turner with more on what's included. Senators really on both sides of the aisle have grappled with this one. It'll be interesting how the language comes out, but they are really looking at putting juvenile records into the background check system so that when 18 to 21-year-olds go to buy an assault-style rifle, really serious crimes in their juvenile records will be seen by those background checks. GOP Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell signaling his support for the deal. Lucy Yang reporting the agreement includes incentives for so-called red flag laws and reforms background checks. There's a lot of other support, too. New York Governor Kathy Hochul, quote, This bipartisan agreement is a good start. The door has cracked open. We must open it wider, according to New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. And in Connecticut, where the Newtown massacre has left heavy scars, Governor Ned Lamont called the bipartisan agreement, quote, in line with many of the common sense measures we have in Connecticut. That's Lucy Yang in Washington. Our Raylax Honda web poll this morning, WBEN.com. Are you satisfied with this bipartisan agreement on gun legislation reached in the Senate? Yes or no? So far this morning, 78 percent, the biggest block, have checked no. You can weigh in at WBEN.com. Buffalo police making an arrest Saturday during the March for Our Lives walk along Jefferson Avenue. Detectives spotted a man carrying a handgun in the crowd. Officers stopped the individual, recovered the loaded gun. 19-year-old Amari Smith of Buffalo charged with criminal possession of a weapon. In the nearly one month since the top shooting, there's been a tremendous outpouring of support for the families of victims and those who survived. WBEN's Brayton Wilson is taking a look into how donations are going to make a difference. Just days after the horrific attack, TOPS partnered with the National Compassion Fund to establish the Buffalo 514 Survivors Fund for those directly impacted by the shooting. All of the funds raised through this campaign will go to the survivors of the shooting, including the families of the victims, the people that were physically injured, and the people who were also emotionally injured on site. 
As of Sunday, the fund has raised nearly $3 million. I think it is a wonderful response. May 14th was an act of hatred, and you can only counter hatred with love and compassion. And I think the 514 Survivors Fund is this community's answer that we won't stand for that. We're going to take care of our own, and we're going to wrap our arms around these people and help them. That's Executive Director of the National Compassion Fund, Jeff Dion, as he was in town on Friday speaking with the steering committee for the Survivors Fund. The campaign will continue to be held open for donations to benefit the victims, which will include the upcoming Taste of Buffalo during the weekend of July 9th in downtown Buffalo. So how is it determined for the funds to be distributed once the campaign is all said and done? Dion explains that part of the process. This fund is not based on economic loss or medical bills or anything like that. This is all about non-economic damages, about trauma. And everyone in the same category is going to be treated the same way. So all of the families of the deceased will get the same amount of money as each other, regardless of whether someone had one kid or ten kids. More on the decision-making process for the 514 Survivors Fund is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Thank you, Brayton. Uh, very interesting, and we'll be hearing a little bit more in depth on how exactly they go about making those decisions coming up later on this morning. Well, over the weekend, some COVID travel restrictions were finally lifted. The U.S. has lifted its requirement that all international air travelers test negative before flying into the U.S. And in Canada, the federal government pausing random COVID tests at airports for vaccinated travelers until June 30th as a response to long, long lines at the airports there. But... WBEN's Tom Puckett tells us that some restrictions remain. While the stress of having to do a COVID test 24 hours before flying into the U.S. is eliminated, Attorney Jamie Fiegel says Canada's vaccination requirement to enter that country remains, and she thinks lifting that will be done in concert with the U.S. I think they're going to talk about it because the U.S. is requiring that vaccination requirement as well as Canada. So it's going back and forth for that. Other countries in Europe are also having the same requirement. So I don't see Canada unilaterally lifting something like that and saying everyone, whether vaccinated or unvaccinated or partially vaccinated, could enter. Beagle says don't expect Canada's vaccination requirement to go away anytime soon. You have to do it to get on a cruise ship. Um, European countries require it. Uh, The U.S. requires vaccination. Canada requires vaccination. So it's, it's really very much a part of all parts of travel right now, and there's no real end in sight or not in terms of that vaccination requirement. Fiegel says the changes in border crossing procedures after COVID mirrored another earth-shattering event. Hear about that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Thank you, Tom. Gas prices in western New York, the average this morning, four ninety a gallon, according to the AAA. 18 cents higher than a week ago. And it's impacting your purchase power. According to the Wall Street Journal, Kraft informed its customers this week that prices will go up for many of its products, like Miracle Whip, Classico Pasta Sauce, and Maxwell House Coffee. And to make up for that, shoppers say they're cutting back significantly across the budget, with the top categories including dining out and personal shopping. That's Deirdre Bolton reporting. Yeah, already seeing those impacts. We'll be ta- talking with Jill on Money, Jill Sussinger. at 6.50 this morning. The Navy pausing most non-essential flights while they investigate a recent string of crashes that have killed a Navy pilot and five Marines. It's called a safety pause, grounding non-deployed aircraft for one day on Monday following a trio of accidents in California this month. 
On June 3rd, U.S. Navy pilot Lieutenant Richard Bullock dying when his fighter jet went down in the Mojave Desert. On June 8th, five Marines killed when their Osprey aircraft crashed near the Mexico border. On June 9th, a Navy helicopter with four crew members crashed in El Centro, leaving one injured. All those crashes happening very recently. That's Noreen Shah reporting. Another televised hearing today of the House January 6th committee. The list is out. The names of those who will testify during this morning's second public hearing of the January 6th committee. Former Trump campaign manager Bill Stepien. Former Fox News political editor Chris Steyerwalt, Al Schmidt, a former Republican election official in Philadelphia, and Bajay Pack, a former U.S. attorney in Atlanta who quit amid Trump's pressure on Georgia election officials to overturn the 2020 election results. Committee members are looking to amplify their main premise that the former president incited the insurrection. Derek Dennis, ABC News. And we've got a new number one at the box office. Genetic power has now been unleashed. Seems all it took to get Americans back into movie theaters was dinosaurs and fighter jets. Jurassic World Dominion debuted in first over the weekend with 143 million bucks domestically. That's only 5 million shy of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdoms pre-pandemic opening gross four years ago. Good morning, aviators. Top Gun Maverick drops to second, but still strong with another $50 million for a three-week domestic gross of 393 million. Christopher Watson, ABC News. All right, so there you go. Uh, not a surprise to many. Jurassic World taking over. I like how they started that, you know. Get people back in the theaters. You need fighter jets and dinosaurs. Yeah. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. You're looking at partly to mostly sunny skies today with temperatures in the low to mid-70s this afternoon. Tonight's partly to mostly cloudy. You could see a couple of showers south of Buffalo. Overnight lows near 60. On Tuesday, partly to mostly sunny with highs near 80. Highs near 90 on Wednesday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Jill Schlesinger is with us this morning from JillOnMoney.com. Heard weekends here on WBEN. And Jill Let's start out with the very ugly May inflation report that Oof. came out. Uh, yeah. There seems to be no ceiling for gas and consumer prices, and stocks are getting clobbered. I mean, yeah. this, we're in a tough spot. Yeah, we are. And there was really no hiding from high prices last month. There were, you know, gains were broad-based. So, you know, obviously, food and energy. Food, um, let's start with that. Food overall up over 10%. But let's say you want to save some money. Say, I don't want to go out to dinner. I want to save some money. Even then, food at grocery stores up 11.9% from a year ago. That's the highest increase since 1978. Brian, you don't remember that, but Susan and I do. And, you know, the war in Ukraine has pushed up prices on everything from cereals to baked goods, rice and pasta, proteins. Everything's up, okay? And then on the energy front, as you mentioned, you know, we are at these high levels, about five bucks a gallon nationally. You know, it's up two bucks from a year ago. And even inside of the index of the energy sector, there's some scary stuff like fuel oil, like home heating fuel oil, more than doubling, 106.7% increase from a year ago. And the cost of shelter, we've talked about this a lot, housing costs and rent up uh, pretty dr- pretty dramatically at 5.5%. Look, all Americans, every one of us, we are impacted by inflation. But remember, there are two categories of folks who tend to have the biggest pressure. Lower income households, they're spending the largest share of their money to housing and food and gas, but also anyone on a fixed income because you know you're not having you're not getting a wage increase necessarily if you're retired for sure you are getting a uh, social security increase but you know 
a lot of people need more than Social Security, and that gets into the stock market tumbling. So I think that we're we're in this period where we're going to have high prices, at, you know, at least through this year. And I don't think we're going to be returning to like the pre-pandemic lower than 2% inflation rate for a couple of three years, maybe. I, that's uh, tough to hear because uh, you mentioned these things that are unavoidable, right? I mean, yeah. gas, food at the grocery store, which is, I mean, the grocery bill is wild. And, you know, it's been really, this isn't a new thing, but over the past year plus, those home energy that you mentioned have been, I mean, taking a huge toll. What are people doing to combat the mm. rise on essentials? It's things that you can't cut back on yeah, that, are, think, that are really, uh, you know, hurting us. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is that you're right. If you have to drive to work, right? I mean, for example, I live in New York City, so there's a lot of people who take public transportation. That's how they cut back. They're not, they're not drivers. You may not have that situation in Buffalo. You don't have a vast uh, system. You might have a, a workspace that is farther away from where you live or far from any public transportation. You know what's happening from workers' point of view. They're saying to their bosses, hey, guess what? Remember that old hybrid model from a year, a year and a half ago? I'm going back. I'm not, I don't want to come back to the office. I need a day a week to, re- to not spend money on gas. So that's one thing that's happening. Some people are starting to flow back into the labor force. Not a lot. I mean, we're not there yet, especially if you think about this. If you're in, say, 55 to 65-ish, okay, and you left the labor force amid COVID, you might be saying to yourself, hmm, my portfolio is not doing so hot, and I may have been really uptight after being a teacher for 30 years or working in this hospital for 30 years. I think maybe I will go back and do some part-time work. Because if we know that inflation is sort of costing the average American family an extra three or 400 bucks a month, you can make that up if you work part-time. So we are starting to see early evidence of a few of the these, um, let's call it COVID retirees. Certainly they are, this unretirement trend seems to be occurring. So there are some people who are heading back in and I think that number is gonna get bigger. All right, Fed is meeting this week. Yes. But now, are people losing confidence that the Fed can fix this? Well, I think, are they losing confidence? I, I, it's it's hard to say right this second. I think that they run the risk, the Fed runs the risk of that. And that's a big deal because if you have confidence that the Fed is like on it, then you say, oh, this stinks for a while, but it'll get better. And if you have, if you lose confidence, then you start to say these price increases, they are going to get baked into our expectations. Once that happens, then it's much harder to get inflation under control for the Fed. So they're going to raise at least by a half of a percentage point this week on Wednesday. The thing that's going to be interesting to see is whether we have, if Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, he had said, oh, a three quarters of a percent increase is off the table. He said that recently. I don't think that's off the table anymore. They've got a real problem at the Fed. They've got to convince the investment community and consumers and businesses that they are on this. So you're right, Susan, that in any event, the Fed's got to make sure that people understand they can do this. I think at the press conference at this meeting, I think that Powell is really going to be coming out strong on that front. And he's got to. He really does. You wrote this week about uh, all these graduating mm-hmm. college uh, seniors who, you know, Jill, I'm, I don't know. It's uh, every wrong, year honey? we talk about, you know, not a great uh, <laughs> market to go into. It's very tough. You know, you got all these loans and things like that. But. We're always talking about available jobs, and they're jobs that are now paying more 
Uh, you, you have to factor in inflation, but they're they're paying more because of the market than they might have been before. Yeah, I mean, it's weird to think about this because think about, oh, my God, remember two years ago, the poor class of 2020? I mean, they, they graduated and the economy was frozen, shut down, no jobs, right? Now, two years later, you have 2022 grads, average start, average starting salary, 55 grand. And by the way, if you're like a math science person, it's a lot better. Um, now, the thing that's really fascinating about that is you're right. With a labor shortage, a lot of these folks are able to go out and get new jobs. And, um, you know, don't forget, a lot of them are graduating. They don't have their student debt to deal with right now because we're on hold until September 1st. But I think that a lot of these folks who are graduating from college have to really be smart about managing this because – I graduated. I hate to out myself like this, but I graduated in 1987. It was a hot job market. It was a really hot bull market for the stocks and the economy was really cooking. And then months later, we had the crash of 1987. And there's an old accounting term called LIFO, last in, first out. And that's kind of what happened with the job market. The most recent people got smacked and got laid off immediately amid the, the uh, market crash. So I would just warn, if you're getting a job, don't get all high in, uh, on your horse and be excited and spend money like crazy. Be smart. Do the things that you need to do. Look at your salary. Make sure you're funding your emergency reserve fund. Make sure you're paying down your credit card debt or auto loans. And be sure that you have some money set aside because maybe if you've got more than ten dollars or $15,000 of debt, you may get some of it released. But chances are not all of it. So got to be smart. Jill, we've been talking about you know the student loan debt. It's ballooning. It's a huge problem for so many uh, kids graduating high school for like, what, a decade now? Um, You know, at some point, is it talked about enough where we're now going to be talking about graduating seniors who have taken on less debt because they're, you know, looking at this and saying, I don't want to be in that position? I think so. I mean, I think that the the, um, I think it's interesting, the number of people enrolling in community college and four year universities is down. And I think part of that has to do with the hot job market. Right. Well, I don't want to go out and pay borrow money and pay for school. Right. If I can go out and get a job and make 21 bucks an hour right now. And you can do that in a lot of places. So not to say I don't want to discount an education because the numbers still bear out pretty well about how much more college graduates make over their lifetimes than non-college graduates. But, you know, it's compelling and it is tough for someone to go out and say, yeah, I'm going to borrow seventy five thousand dollars to go get a job if I'm going to end up in a place where I can't make as much money. So I do think that what's really interesting is that once we get some more details about what, whether and what the, what the student loan forgiveness might look like, and I hear it's going to be something like 10,000, maybe, we don't know. Um, you're going to have a lot of people who say, well, that's, there's my lesson. Don't borrow more than $10,000. You never know. Jill, always good to hear from you. Thank you. Take care. Jill Schlesinger from JillOnMoney.com. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.